Good evening, gentlemen. Today you will learn what it takes for you to completely change your dating and relationship life. Today you will learn what ingredients are required for change to occur in any area of your life. Today we'll speak about the formula for change. The formula for change is a super useful tool that will allow you to understand what factors need to be in play, what factors can be increased or decreased that will have an impact on the probability of desired change to occur. So without further ado, let's crack right on in. Have you ever asked yourself why some men are able to go from completely being completely shy, insecure around women, not being able to hold a conversation, running out of things to say, constantly getting friend-zoned, having a couple of dates but really not that many, to being amazing at dating, confident as hell, witty, funny, playful, having a bunch of dates and eventually finding an amazing girlfriend and life partner, and why some men can't seem to be able to make that change? Have you ever asked yourself why some people are able to lose a ton of weight and make the necessary lifestyle, lifestyle changes for that weight loss to occur and some can't? Have you ever asked yourself why some people are able to go from a failure in business and their job to extraordinarily successful and some others aren't? Well, today you learn the necessary ingredients. You can imagine the formula for change to be like a simple division. The only difference is that the dividend is actually made up of three factors that are multiplied by one another that are divided by one divisor. And please forgive me if I'm messing up some of the mathematical terms here. I do have a first-class honors in business, but I'm still not a subject matter expert and my mathematical abilities are rather poor, so please forgive me. The first factor that's going to influence whether or not change is going to occur is a degree of dissatisfaction towards or resulting from a particular life circumstance. If you are really, really unhappy with how things are, you are more likely to change. Seems obvious, right? Yeah, now some people, in an attempt to spread motivation through Instagram McDonald's content, try to convince the public that all they have to do is increase the emotional pain they experience towards a certain circumstance, and then they're going to be able to change. Now, what I'm about to share with you is very, very important, and it's something that I've learned from one of the most respected psychologists in Germany, Gunther Schmidt. Yes, it is true that if you increase the emotional pain and dissatisfaction, you are much more willing to change your nutrition, your diet, your communication, learn the skills necessary to become witty, to never run out of things to say, yada, yada, yada. But the more you increase that emotional dissatisfaction, that pain, in other words, the more your own feeling of competence is reduced. And in order for change to occur, you also have to be able to feel competent. It's not just a willingness that has to occur, still talking about the first factor here, but also you have to feel kind of good about yourself. You have to feel like you're able to make that change. So this component is important, but it's definitely not sufficient. That's why we need the second factor for change to occur, and that is a positive vision, a desired future state. We've all heard that two things that make up motivation are pain and pleasure, away from motivation and towards motivation. And the dissatisfaction that we've talked about a minute ago is the pain that we're trying to avoid by making the change. But that's not enough. You've had that where you felt pretty shitty about a situation, but you don't even know what a concrete desired future state would 
would look like, or you don't believe it's possible, therefore you don't take any action. Now, in the formula of change, it's only listed as positive vision, that you've got to be clear about what a positive future state would even look like. But I'd like to add another component, another layer to this second factor, which is belief. You also have to believe that it's possible. Now, if you have a degree of dissatisfaction, in other words, you know what pain is happening. In other words, you feel lonely because you don't have anybody in your life. You come home after a long day of work, you close the laptop, look around in your house or your apartment just to find the place completely empty. You get the Netflix, but not the chill. You chill by yourself. You chill so much by yourself that your hand might be rather sore, right? <laughs> Whatever the emotional or physical consequences may be of not having that person in your life. Let's say you have a super successful day in your business or your job and you simply just want to share the success. You're proud. You want to share that with somebody, but there's the dog. And while dogs are amazing creatures, uh, you'd like to have a human, you know? That is dissatisfaction that we're trying to avoid. And then now you're looking at, okay, well, what would be a desired future state? Well, having somebody here. It's not that difficult, David, is it? Well, yeah, what is that person like? We got to go deeper. What characteristics does she even have? Because the more clear you become about what person you even want in your life, the easier it'll be for parts of your brain, the selective focus, to notice these characteristics in another person. So become a lot more clear about precisely what the desired future state is and you have to learn to build belief. Now, how am I supposed to believe that change is possible if I have no idea how to make it happen? You might be sitting there listening to this right now. Maybe you're walking the dogs, maybe you're driving in your car and you're saying, David, that's all good and well, but I still have no idea. I still have no concrete plan. Well, the third factor for the formula of change is a concrete knowledge of the next steps. That's the third factor. You can be incredibly dissatisfied with how things are. You know exactly what it is you want, but if you have no idea how to get there, no change is going to occur. So you need to get a plan. You need to figure out how to do it. And there's only two ways in life we learn, either from experience or from other people. Anything you've ever learned in your life, in your career or your business, is something you figured out yourself or something you've learned from other people. And learning things from your own experience can be insanely valuable. And there's certain things we have to learn for ourselves. It's super important. I could make a million arguments for that case. You can think of a million reasons yourself, or at least a good few. But it's also true that if we were to learn every single thing by ourselves, the cost for that would be way too high. In other words, if we didn't learn the fact that jumping out of a tall building might kill us from other people, then we'd go try that ourselves and die. There's a million painful lessons that we avoid by learning from other people. We save a bunch of time, we save a bunch of money, we save a bunch of emotional upset and drama by learning from other people. So it's super important that you get a concrete plan on how to actually create change in your life. And these are the three factors that are for change. These are factors that are multiplied by each other that make up the dividend. Now, what is against change? One of the things that's against change is when these factors are low. In other words, a very low degree of dissatisfaction. Ah, oh, things are not too bad. It's going to be all right. Or I don't really know what I want. And I have absolutely no idea how to get there. Yes, that's true. But 
the divisor, the thing that's actually against change, is the assumed cost of change. Because having a degree of dissatisfaction, some positive vision, some knowledge of what I need to do will always increase the probability that change is going to occur. But the assumed cost of change, the higher the assumed cost of change, the lower the probability that I'm going to take action towards making a lasting change in my life. And the key word here is really assumed because it's never the actual cost. I mean, maybe you used to be overweight at some point or you just weren't the kind of person that likes going to the gym because imagining going to the gym, doing these exercises in your imagination, and those could be images, sounds, or feelings, were extraordinarily uncomfortable. Maybe you saw people staring at you, judging you, wearing really tight clothes and you felt fat in it, maybe all the effort that goes into selecting a gym, going there, transport time, the whole thing you associated with so much discomfort, such an inconvenience, in other words, pain, in other words, the assumed cost of change was so high that you didn't want to do it. So what led you to change was one, either you got so dissatisfied with being fat that that was the thing that tilted it over. Maybe you got so clear on what you wanted. Maybe you had an exact plan. That's what shifted it. Or you changed your association to what the actual cost might be. In other words, because of a change in belief, because of a change in your current mental and emotional state, or back then, the image you had in your mind that you linked to going to the gym changed. Maybe instead of picturing people judging you, you started picturing people smiling at you because you met one person, one personal trainer by accident in the supermarket and he was super nice and that was exactly the reference experience you needed that tweaked the image in your mind sufficiently for you to have a new imagination or a lower assumed cost of change. So that's basically the formula for change. You have the dividend, which is made up of three factors, a degree of dissatisfaction, a positive vision, and next steps, and divided by the divisor, the assumed cost of change. And now if you want to change something about your dating and relationship life, then what do you need to do? Well, you could increase the degree of dissatisfaction you feel well, it's only going to help you so much because, yes, the more, as we discussed, the more you de increase the degree of dissatisfaction, in other words, the pain you feel towards a certain circumstance, the more willing you are to change, but it also decreases your own subjective experience of competence. That's very important because a lot of people, they're trying to motivate others with motivational Instagram McDonald's content. People who read something in a magazine and now they think they're an expert or something, they say, yeah, all you need to do is just associate more pain, just become more unhappy, right? Focus on all the bad stuff and you'll be super motivated to change. Yeah, that's all good and well, but we've all experienced that if we feel too bad, we're very motivated to change, but we feel almost energyless. We feel oh, like it's too much. We feel depleted. Our own subjective experience of competence has decreased. Therefore, dissatisfaction isn't the one like, you can increase it and it's definitely going to motivate you. That's why pain, anger, all these negative emotions can be an amazing tool to change as being part of the first factor, the degree of dissatisfaction. 
but having a positive vision, focusing on what you want to achieve and associating a lot of pleasure to that right now when you haven't even achieved it yet is much better because it actually increases your subjective experience of competence. And then obviously, one of the things that makes it the easiest to change something, to create lasting change in your dating and your relationship life, is to have a concrete plan. And if you want a concrete plan, just join the coaching program. Just apply for a first free coaching call and we'll design an individualized step-by-step plan so you'll know exactly what to do. I know the frustration. I know this whole dating and relationship thing can feel a little weird because you don't even know what you're doing wrong. It's an unconscious incompetence. It's a blind spot. We don't even know what we're doing wrong. So a concrete, individualized plan is going to solve all that. But then, obviously, there's the fourth component, which is the divisor, the assumed cost of change. For you to ever be able to change something about your dating and relationship life, in other words, take the steps necessary to find an amazing girlfriend or life partner, you have to decrease the assumed cost of change. Because anytime, and you know that, anytime you've ever changed anything in your life, the actual cost of change in something was never as painful or as high as you imagined it to be. You always pictured it to be much worse. But then remember what Tony says, the coward dies a thousand deaths, the hero only one. Cross that bridge when you get there and then use tools like NLP, in other words, already right now. Ask yourself, what am I picturing? If I think about what it takes to find an amazing girlfriend and life partner, what images come to my mind that are stopping me? Am I... Maybe coming up with the thought that I have to become an extrovert. No, you don't. You can remain an introvert. You just got to change your communication skills. So I have to pretend to be someone I'm not. No, not really. Ask yourself what reasons come up, what images, sounds, or feelings that are, in other words, thoughts, really, manifestations of thoughts, that are stopping you from taking actions. In other words, what is the assumed cost of change? And once you can decrease that in your mind and slightly increase the degree of dissatisfaction by imagining, by simply becoming clear where you're going to be in five or ten years if you don't fix this. Either you're going to be alone or if you're somebody who already has a bunch of dates, then the problem for you is not going to be that you're going to be alone, but you're going to end up with the wrong person and maybe you're going to lose half of your shit. Maybe you'll just waste five or ten years of your life. Remember, time is the only resource. So in other words, in order to decrease, sorry, in order to increase dissatisfaction, you simply focus on all the ways in which not making a change is going to make your life a living hell. That's going to motivate you internally. Then you focus on what it is you want. Then you get a concrete next steps by modeling, by getting coaches, by getting teachers. And then you decrease the assumed cost of change. And this formula for change is something you can apply to all areas of your life. Whatever it is you want, now you have the meta-level tool. Now you know exactly, or rather on a high level, what's required to make that change happen. And if you want me to help you personally, then just apply for a first free coaching call and I'd be super able to help you, just like we've helped men from 22 countries now get a better dating life and find the right girlfriend and life partner. Regardless, please apply this to all areas in your life. Become more constructive, more positive. Always know that if you haven't achieved a certain outcome in your life yet, If it's not going to Venus, if it's somewhere within the realm of what's possible given objective reality and you haven't achieved it yet, then it's because of one of those factors. Take action and I wish you all the best.